Hey. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great start to their day. Uh, Caleb, how you doing? I'm good, man. That's good. That's good. That's good. How are you? I'm I'm doing phenomenal, man. Doing doing phenomenal. Can't can't complain. Another week to to get better, you know. So, uh, so ev- everybody. Um, so what we're gonna do here? These first two episodes. Um, I know there's people that follow Caleb and don't really know who I am, and there's people that follow me and don't know who Caleb is. So we're gonna take uh, these first two episodes and uh, gonna interview each other. Um, you know, just so you guys have a somewhat understanding of who we are um, and just have more information about us. Uh, so uh, we have questions that we haven't told each other. <laughs> <laughs> so so I got my questions here. I haven't I haven't told Caleb anything. Um, yeah, I drew the I drew the short end of the stick. Um, <laughs> but without further ado, uh, this is episode one of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. Uh, Cooper, thanks for having me on today. <laughs> oh, you're, you're real welcome. I'm 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 honored, and uh, I want to say thank you for setting time aside so uh, I can interview you. Uh, you ready? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, tell us about your family, familyhood, or your family and childhood. You know, like where you grew up, and you know how that played a big part into who you are today for sure um i'm going to try to be brief and concise uh born and raised in the midwest um when i started you know figuring the time when you get to the age where you start figuring stuff out i was my family moved to north dakota i lived in a small town um way up by canada way up by minnesota called grafton um moved up there in the sixth grade both my parents uh, had jobs, I would call us, you know, lower class to middle class. And then I have a big sister, two younger sisters and a little brother. So seven of us in the family with my parents kind of Midwest, typical, typical Midwest, small town living, you know, um, that's yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. So now, Let's like transition. So, um, from your childhood, like, you know, like in high school, like how you heard about NDSU, um, you know, how, how did that whole transition go? Like, how'd you hear about NDSU and how was your, your college career? Right. So NDSU is where, uh, Cooper and I rubbed shoulders, if you will. Um, but growing up, I always had jobs. So I had a, paper out with my dad when I was five or six, you know, I worked for, I worked for the grocery store in town all the way to farmers who had, you know, 10,000 acres. I drove every piece of equipment. Um, and I always was, I was always looking for ways to make money. And so my parents always said, Oh, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be a banker. Right. I think I had a, <laughs> I had an uncle. Yeah. I had an uncle who, uh, did pretty well for himself. Um, and it was just always like that. That's how much they knew about money. You know what I yeah. mean? It was, Oh yeah, you're, you're going to be a banker. Be the bank. uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I ended up 
after high school following one of my best friends. He was a student at NDSU. And that was just kind of like, okay, that's where I'll go. You know, high school was always very easy for me. I always had, I was just kind of a natural hustler and I would just, oh, we have a test today. Let me take a, let me just use my photographic memory and look at this (laughs) chart really quick. And, you know, I think I had like a 3.6 or something in high school and a 3.4 at NDSU. And I started out as a finance major Yeah, and I, I did not finish as a finance major. I finished school, but I realized that that was not, that was not uh that was not what people with money were doing yeah so um cuz you did you moved into the exercise science didn't you or no yeah yep okay. yep one of one of my best friends was pre med okay. um med if you're listening to this I haven't talked to you in a while man hope you're doing good <laughs> um but he was pre med exercise science and i remember my classmates in finance were like there's nothing wrong with those people, but they're all like, seized to get degrees, man. Like I'm, I'm here to party. And it was not like, I wasn't learning about money. Like I thought I was going to, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my parents were like, you gotta, you know, you gotta get a degree. You gotta, you gotta finish school. You know, that was just kind of drilled into my generation or our generation's head. Um, so I was like, I'm just trying to have fun and, I was always naturally good at making friends with people and making connections. And I was like, exercise science. Yeah. It makes like, I'll study that. I can get down with that. You know, I, I was an athlete. Yeah. Um, and that's where my buddy was. So I just, I switched majors and finished up with exercise science. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 So now, okay. So, so you, so you did the exercise science. So how did that translate over into like, cause you're a realtor now. Um, yep. and you're a beast uh so so how did you you know go from exercise science to realtor um i quickly realized that i was not going to put in the effort to be a straight a 4.0 student and you know become a pre-med student like i didn't have that natural intrinsic interest in doing that right i was always you know money motivated or you know, since we're, you know, we're on this episode of shipbuilding relationship motivated. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, I have racked my brain for basically the last five years, but I don't know why, but I picked up rich dad, poor dad and I read it. And I remember, you know, just every, every page was a light bulb or a nugget moment. Yeah. So as I'm reading that, you know, I'm just kind of, getting through NDSU's classes for exercise science, like, okay, you know, biology, anatomy, deltoids, quadriceps, MCL, you know, just try, you know, getting passing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> getting, getting my B plus like I always do. And I remember, you know, I, I worked really hard throughout college. I always had a, a side gig or a job, or I was always at the wellness center or refereeing or doing like a, a medical study. And I remember thinking, man, my biggest expense is my rent. And I always lived with buddies and I was paying, I think at one point, probably at the highest point, I was paying like 350 bucks a month in rent, which to me at the time was like, this is insane. Whereas now, like if I lost $350, I, I might not notice, right? It's just different how perspective and money changes over time. Yeah, yeah. But at that, so I, I had just read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I was thinking to myself like, man, this is, 
I cannot believe I'm paying so much money in rent. This is terrible. Yeah. So, and so you've heard this story, but I ended up purchasing a house with a really small loan from my dad. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how my dad had the money to be honest with you, Yeah. but I, he gave me a $6,000 loan and co-signed my loan since I didn't have a job. And I bought a house about seven blocks from campus, um, rented it out to a bunch of my buddies, added a bedroom. And I went, went from, you know, my cash flow chart went from negative 300 a month for housing to positive 300 a month for housing. Hey, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, that, that's when, that's when I was buying, buying people beers, you know, yeah. like <laughs> life's, life's good. Don't worry guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Especially on, we you know you get the rent check. Yeah. The rent checks coming in like, Oh yeah, life's good. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> kind of at, Finishing up school, I was lucky enough to read that book and even luckier probably uh, to purchase that property six, seven blocks uh, away from NDSU. And that kind of got me thinking in my head like, yeah, I could probably, I think I could become a real estate agent. And that's, a, I mean, that's that's 75% of what I do for work now yeah. is that I'm a real estate agent. I mean, you're always working on other things, but yeah, that's what led to that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, when you told me, you know, and we'll, we'll probably get into this when I go, but um, like my jaw dropped, you know, because I knew you as the shoe guy, you know, and like, oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yep, and, I always had hustles. Yep. Man. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I called you one, one day, like trying to figure out the real estate thing, you told me like, oh, yeah, I bought a property in college. Dada. My, my jaw dropped. I was like, what? You were doing this too. <laughs> hmm. So no, that was I got, I got lucky. I didn't know how smart I was being. Yeah. I mean, it literally was one of the smartest things I've ever done in my life. And I just was like, how do I like I gotta get rid of this rent payment, man? This three hundred bucks is killing me. Yeah. So let so let's let's touch on that for a little bit. So like, okay, so so you got this property. Um, so like did you do any updates or improvements? And then like what did you end up selling it for? Yeah. So this is rough because I'm I'm terrible at the details yeah, sometimes, yeah. but I know I know I bought it for around like 120 or something like that, yeah. and it was a four bed, two bathroom house. Okay. And uh, I remember when I bought it, I had like a lot of friends being like, "Dude, this house sucks. <laughs> like you are so dumb for doing this, right?" Yeah. And and I, right right away I was just like, "Uh, like something you're always training yourself like." you can't listen to what other people think, right? There's always haters. Yeah, but anyways, exactly. so I bought it for around 120. But the problem was I had four buddies that wanted to live with me and it was only a four bedroom house. And like we had kind of done the, you know, the bunk bed situation in the past. Yeah. You know, like let's just cram everybody in. At, but at this point in our, I think we were juniors or seniors in college. Everyone was kind of like, yo, I'm kind of, I'm trying to get my own space. So the house though had a, had two living rooms and one of them was in this, it was a two story house. And one of the living rooms was upstairs and I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm like, this, Oh, there's even a closet. Okay. <laughs> so I literally, I literally pretty much did nothing to the property except I built an illegal wall that I just start like, I'm handy enough to be dangerous. And I, I had a, a friend who worked in construction, yeah, yeah. A, ment a mentor even I should say. And you know, I built this wall and my, I hired an electrician to finish my electrical and he, he turned me into the city and the city came out and they were like, well, 
this is not good craftsmanship, but it is up to code. <laughs> and you know, I, they didn't find me, you know, like just made me pay for a permit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I turned my four bedroom house into a five bedroom house just for the simple, like, I can't, you know, how do you pick between your four best friends, which one can't live with you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had always stuck together. Um, when, so I got really lucky there. I probably added a bedroom for like $600, something like that. $700. Um, so I purchased it for 120. I lived there for a year. I ended up leaving and rent, continuing to rent it out to my same friends. Then they all graduated and I rented it out for one more year um, to some younger guys from school that I knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Mike Mooney. If you listen to this, thanks for being an awesome renter. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I mentioned earlier, so I bought the property with my dad and I love my dad, but it just we the way we handled business and or you know investment properties was just different. Yeah, and I decided, hey, what a great way to end this partnership because neither of us are really interested in managing it from you know two three hundred miles away. Yeah, I yep. didn't want to rely on family anybody else, and I think I sold it for like one seventy one seventy five, mm. and I literally, I think I had to, I remember I had to like. It was an FHA loan. Okay. So I think I had to like paint some chipping paint when I bought it too. But like I lit, like had nothing into it. It cash flowed every year very well. You know, like my bills were like 800 on the thing or something like yeah. that. And the rent was 1500 So it was really a no-brainer. And I have no regrets selling it either just because of all the other things that I was able to yeah. do with that money. You know, money makes money. Um, but that was – a. It's one of the smartest things, probably one of the smartest things I've ever done. No, that's no, that's that's great, man. I love, I love every time I hear that story. I love it. I, I, and I also want to touch on like when you said, um, you know, you had four buddies, and you, and you, you know, you had a problem, and you just, you just found a way to figure it out. Mm. You know, you, you just mm. added a room you had you had a problem and you found a way to fix it and it made you an extra five six hundred dollars you know yeah, that's, that's sure. something that we're going to be pushing on this podcast guys is like there's issues all around us but it's it's how you see that issue or that problem and that there's always a way to to fix it okay so no that was great caleb so i just i just want to touch on that um and then okay so did you um, overcome any hardships uh, to get to where you are now or was there like any um, resources that helped you get going on, on your career path? Sure. Um, you know, like I, I say, I, di- I didn't learn anything about money from my parents. If anything, I learned kind of what you shouldn't yeah. do with money from my parents. Yeah. Enough. But- if my mom and dad are listening to this, you know, I love, love you. Them. We've had this, we, we, we've had this yeah. conversation together, yeah. you know, like they get it too. Like no one taught them and no one taught me. Um, but as far as hardships, I mean, we just always grew up very, very poor. So, you know, if I, if I wanted anything like, you know, you're in middle school and you know, you want this to, to be cool or to fit in. Right. Like I, I always just had to figure it out. You know, I kind of, whether I was naturally resourceful or not, I had to become, resourceful you know I, I don't believe i started out uh really ahead or behind anybody you know what i mean i just kind of like i had to 
I had to figure it out if I, I had to make it happen for myself Exactly. a a lot of times, you know? Um, And, and my parents were super loving and supportive and gave me an environment to like take risks and make mistakes. Um, And since we, you know, our, the title of our podcast is called shipbuilding. That's one thing my dad always told me is it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's, he, he didn't come up with that line. It's very cliche. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's what, you know, it led me in my journey after NDSU, you know, it led me to where I am in the cities. You know, one thing leads to another, to another, to another. It's everything has been relationship driven. You know, any success I've had is because of someone I knew who opened a door or pointed me towards a door. Gotcha. But no, like no, no more, no more hardship than anybody else yeah. had. You know what I mean? You just, you had to figure it yeah, out. Exactly. You just got to figure it out. Um, okay. So who to you, so who are the three people that have been the most influential to you? Hey, sorry about that, Coop. Um, could you repeat the question? I, did, I, I cut out on me. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Who are the three people that have been the most influential to you? Uh, real life people or like authors or influencers or? Man, that's good. You just, you just flipped the question back on me. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I would, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say you decide. You decide. Three, three people. It can be a book, real life. You know, you decide. I'm going to take family members out of it, right? Because there's always, you know, okay, y- okay. your parents, you know, yeah. my grandmother would for sure be on the list, you know, things yeah. like that. Um, three people that I looked up to was that I'm doing a bad job of listening. Yeah. Three people that were the most influential. Influential. Well, I'll, I'll give you a combo. You know, I can't, pre- okay. I can't yeah. preach about like Robert Kiyosaki enough, just as in you're like, it doesn't even have to be real estate, just even like just figuring out yeah. how to be yep. a, a a fiscal person, right? Just to just to understand what's actually going on in your life. Okay. Um, yep. As far as influential, um, I worked for a contractor in college, who I'd be working for him and I'd be busting my butt, but he would always be paying me like double or triple what I thought I was going to make. And the way... Can't complain about that. Well, no, no. It it almost... (laughs) It made me stop. You know what I mean? Just because it it made me... When you grow up poor, oftentimes you look at money with a scarcity mindset. And this guy who I worked for lived like the simplest life. And if you've ever read the book Millionaire Next Door, like he fits in that category. Um, but he, you know, he would pay me that he would pay me like, you know, three times more than I was expecting always. And, and, and while, and not only the pay, so that the pay would make me like, think like, man, like I'm viewing money differently than this guy, you know what I mean? And then, but while we were working, he would just pour into me, you know, life wisdoms, um, just, just he was the the guy was so wise and he always would just look at things very simply. And yes, it, to your point earlier, you would fix it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, or I was a big Robert Kiyosaki guy. Um, the guy I'm referring to a lot. Some of my closer friends know his name. His name is Dean Pohl. 
he was a contractor I worked for. Just a super, super wise man. Um, yeah, this is a tough question, but for number three, kind of the next big catalyst in my life was my discovery of bigger pockets. And so, okay. you know, Josh Dorkin and Brandon Turner really got my, my wheels turning in my early twenties. Um, and there's other, I guarantee you there's dozens of others that I'm just not thinking of at the moment, but off the top of my head, those three people are really kind of set my baseline, set my foundation, uh, on the path that I'm on right now. Love it. Love it. Love Tough it, question, it. man. I gotta, I'm going to hit you with some <laughs> next week. You're going to hit me with some fire. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with some ready. tough ones. Yeah. <laughs> I should have prepared. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a profession other than your own that you would like to attempt someday? So you mentioned earlier, right now I'm a real estate agent. I help people buy and sell houses. Yeah. And, you know, 2020 is going to be a big year for me in that. Yes, I'm a small business owner, but I'm also going to be uh, a multiple small business owner, oh, owner of multiple small businesses, excuse me. Yeah. So yep. um, just even when I'm chopping it up with you or with other other people, you know, there, you know you, there's retail, there's the food industry, um, the nightlife. Um, I really love you know, e-commerce. I'm, I'm, I call myself a serial entrepreneur, which entrepreneur, which isn't really, that was a unique word five years ago. Now everyone calls himself that, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I have the LLCs to back it up, I guess. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So yep. No one yep. specific one. I mean, I, I love looking at any, any piece of business. Yeah. Like my favorite show, if I'm watching TV is shark tank. Cause I'm literally yeah, just, I I'm, I'm hearing five billionaires analyze a, a small business in 10 minutes and then boom, I on to the next small business. You know, it's, it's such a cool show. Yeah. Cool. 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 Another tough one. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get a little weird here. <laughs> um, so, uh, so tell, tell our listeners one unique or odd thing about yourself. Unique or odd thing about myself hmm man dude you just bring in the tough ones uh <laughs> so i guess i guess i don't think it's things i do i don't think are unique but yeah. when you compare them to society you know it's very unique. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the things I try to do, like uh, I consistently exercise four times, four or five times a week. You know, I play, I still play a lot of hoops. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to read a book every seven to 10 days. Um, I like, I, we, I love to eat. Like when I spend my money, it's on, <laughs> it's on food or yeah. uh, some, some, like some sort of investment or, or learning situation like that. Um, yeah. I will eat any type of food. I cannot handle spicy food, but I try. Um, I, I think that's unique. I, I like, I know my <laughs> limits, but I still like, yeah, I'll, I'll have it. You know, I'll, dabble. I'll dabble. I'll, I'll, I'll pay the price. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't turn down any opportunities. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, here's something extremely unique 
um, like I'll have friends who will say all the time, like you work too much. You know what I mean? And like, I never feel like I'm working. Right. I, I, w- I will pick working or th- what they're saying is work over going to hang out. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. doesn't stimulate yeah. me. Um, so I, I, it's not necessarily unique to the entrepreneurial world, but to societal norms, I think that's something that makes me unique. It helps me stand out or be different. Man, you ask tough yeah. questions. It's that was good. so it's generic of me. No. <laughs> like I said, guys, I didn't I didn't tell Caleb any of these questions. So just just like, yo, we're gonna do the question interview and, and here we are. So <laughs> um, okay, all right. So I so I literally wrote some of these questions down. Um, I added to this list here. So okay, now you're married. Yep. Uh, tell us about how you and Shoshana uh, met. Um, we had both just gotten out of like longer relationships, and we were both okay. in the mindset like, "Man, this dating thing. I just I'm gonna focus on me." Like yeah. it was literally like days <laughs> later. Uh, Days later, we met. Um, this is another one of my college hustles is I worked for a group home that would pay you to do overnights and you were allowed to sleep. Yeah, I forgot you did yeah, that. Yeah, man. I forgot you did yeah, that. Man. So yeah, man. So I'm literally like I'm the king of hustling in college. That's what I call yeah. myself, right? And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. So I can get paid to sleep? You know, and, and I probably worked, let's say, 200 shifts of night shifts. And I slept like a baby through about probably 198 of them. I think I made 850 an hour. And uh, it was another way to get yourself into quick overtime too, because it would count as regular hours. Yeah, so like yep. I'd get off school on Friday and I'd be like, okay, that's, I can probably get in eight shifts before school then on Monday. And this is also when I was house hacking. So like I was cash flowing, man, I was making moves, paying off my tuition, man. like, yeah. Working hard, trading my time for money. You know what I mean? Like major trading yeah. my time. But anyways, um, I'm working there and some coworkers are like, oh, let's you know go to the sports bar in Fargo after work. No, hey, shout, shout, shout out to the sports bar. Shout out. And one of my coworkers is best friends with my wife. And my wife was there and she came up and introduced herself to me. And she's like, Hey, I think I know you. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to know. But she's like, no, like I know your name's Caleb. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. How does she know? Like, it was like a sign from God. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, we were like, we were like magnets. And um, for some reason, my wife was like way more forward than she's a very reserved person. Yeah. But she just, if, for sure it was meant to be, right? Yeah. Um, but we met in Fargo. She was just finishing up her last year of nursing school. And I was, this was kind of right before I was transitioning um, to Minneapolis where I am now. And she was going to move to Colorado in six months. And I said, you can't move. And she didn't. <laughs> but then I moved to Minneapolis. Aww. And she stayed in Fargo for a year. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we met just through friends. That's the That's the... A quick answer, but here I am rambling. It's all good. Shout out Sports Bar. <laughs> no, that's cool, and 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 the rest the uh, the rest is history. That's right. Um, yep. Very happily married. 
an amazing marriage and partnership. You know, I wouldn't have half the success I have if it wasn't for her. That's she's great. extremely supportive that's and she gets it too. Like that's another thing that's so important. If you're trying to be the best version of you, your spouse needs to be also trying to be the best version of themselves. Yep, exactly. You know, shark, sharks hang out with sharks. Yep, exactly. No, that's a great point, Caleb. Okay, so let's talk briefly about your uh, your shoe collection. Oh man! Now, 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 I know. Okay, so like former you, shoe collection. Okay, so you we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this quick. Okay. Okay. All right. So, in like, okay, so I I knew you were, you were the shoe guy. You actually got me hooked on shoes. Um. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's it's all good. It's, a, it's, a, it's an addiction. Hey, I had to, I had to cut back to like one pair a year, so it's all. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's all, I'm in that. I'm in that situation. It's all good. So like, tell <laughs> tell the listeners like how many shoes you had in college, and then like, what was the transition of like buying multiple shoes a year to like one maybe two pairs a year. Um. So it all started out like my. I am I love basketball. Like it's one of my top five loves in my life. You know, my wife's in there. Yeah. Invest <laughs> real estate and investing is in there. Like those are like, that's what I'm like, makes me go. <clears throat> if I can't do those five things, like my life stinks. Anyways, basketball's in there. And growing up, I was a big Mike and a big Kobe guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, who, everyone wants to be like Mike, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Nike, just do it. Um, I'll, I'm trying to, compress the story as best I can. <laughs> um, and I just, I got into the shoe game cause I was like, Oh, like this is what I'm seeing my idols wear on TV. Like I need a pair. It's just classic marketing. But then I realized like when I, when I left my small town and got to, you know, the bigger town of Fargo, I realized that like, Oh, you can't just like go get these, <laughs> you know, like you have like these, this is a limited, resource yeah. and i always understood simple hustles you know what i mean yeah like i always understood the simple hustles and i always was willing to work hard you know yeah i'm just gonna be sleeping i might as well camp out for a pair of 11s you know what yeah, i mean like exactly. yep. duh <laughs> so and a lot of the stores in fargo kind of hadn't figured it out yet whereas like the bigger markets minneapolis chicago you know big cities new york like it was already all like raffle systems only. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like you're in no offense, Fargo, but middle of nowhere, North Dakota. And <laughs> it's like, okay, I can swing by shields and then I can run over to the footlocker in the mall. And if I make friends with the people in there, they'll hook me up, you know, bu classic building a relationship. Yep. And uh, I knew I could get like three or four pair, which then got me into eBay Cause then I could sell three pair and boom, I got a free pair of Jordans. Right. Mm. Um, and then I see it just my, about my, what did they always say? Your, uh, your assets pay for your liabilities. Yeah. Have your assets pay for your liabilities. Right. Yeah. Like, and it, like, boom, I had, I bought four assets, <laughs> you know, four, <laughs> four, a hundred. And at the time, probably $60 shoes. And I could mark them all up for two twenty five or two fifty. And then that the math worked out and boom, I had a free pair of shoes and I would always like, so I'm playing basketball three, four days a week, you know, in college. And I'm, I'm always trying to rock a new pair every day. Yeah. I got something different <laughs> on, you know, that talk about vanity and ego. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but like I, that, that's big how I got into it. Yeah. And I probably, as I started learning more about money and as I started learning about what actually matters in life, which isn't money, right? It's, yeah. it's, your, it's not materialism. You know, it's your time. It's, it's helping other people, right? It's those ex- the memories you create. Yeah, the memories. Yeah, exactly. Not not the things. Yeah. And so I met my wife, and I probably had like, you know, she come over to the house, and my bedroom was literally a bed with shoeboxes, and the whole like <laughs> the whole house was shoeboxes. You know, depending on inventory, I'd have like two hundred to two fifty. And this is in my very early twenties. You know, and wait, hang on, and hang then on, I, come on, come on, like, like shoot, like pairs of shoes, pairs of shoes, boxes upon boxes, man, that's like upon boxes, that's like 10x, 10x, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 10, and then I'm and then I'm trying to like you know buy the ones that came out when I was younger, get the OG stuff, so I yeah. can really you know turn heads and yeah, and then I'm and then I'm flipping them and I'm doing sole repairs and it just. I remember my wife walked in and she was, she tells us all the time. She's like, at that point I should have walked away, <laughs> but for some reason, you know, I stuck it out and you're lucky. You know, oh, and, I, and, I, man. and I, and I am lucky, but over time, every time I would do something, I would do something dumb or I would like make a mistake. It was always like, Hey, uh, don't, like, let me, let me just get rid of some of these shoes. You know, like that was always one of my ways to uh, get back in her good graces. Yeah. So and like, I whittled it down. Like, I, I don't have hardly anything now. Yeah. So was that okay? So was that was that hard? Like, so you so you have this this empire. Of <laughs> yeah. <shoes. laughs> uh, it's funny, man. I was the shoe guy for like a hot minute. Oh, that's all I knew you as. Like, like yeah. when I wanted to get into Jordans, like I would talk around like. Hey, I'm trying to buy these these gammas. Like, who do I need to talk to? And they're like, "Oh, you, oh, you need to talk to Caleb." And that was the end. That was like, the, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 how how was that? So, like, you met you met Shoshana, and she almost leaves you because of the shoes. But she well, oh, she almost didn't continue the relationship. <laughs> like, oh, this is a problem. So yeah. was it was it hard? Was it hard or easier to start like? seeing the shoes as something that needed to be addressed and like let go that's the one thing i like not the one thing it's a it's a major thing i love about my wife is that you know when the when she takes emotions out of it and she she will put me in a conversation where i like can i logically justify it Mm. and and i can't you know what i mean and then it's like as soon as you know the emotions come down and you actually like work through a, a an issue in your marriage or, or whatever, like as soon as the emotions are out of it and you just look at it like I'm looking at numbers on a rental property, like yeah. good deal or bad deal. Oh, bad deal. You know what I mean? So like the initial, oh, you know, that hurts. But then like it's gone. I, like I'm it, in, in one ear, out the other type of thing, like yeah. moved on past it. Um, every once in a while, like you said, like I might buy a pair and she'll she'll roll her eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, <laughs> they don't stick around long. Like, I'll get rid of it or I'll give it to somebody. Yeah. Like, that was one of the cooler things is I, I used to sell pairs all the time. Yeah. But like, I'd also like give them away to people because I knew it would bring them joy too. Hey. Nice. You know? Nice, nice, nice. Okay. I forgot about that chapter of my life, man. You're bringing back <laughs> memories. 
No, I flip houses now. I don't flip shoes anymore. <laughs> hey, 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 save, it, save it for another podcast. Say, uh, yeah, yeah, save yeah. Save it for another podcast. Um, okay. Um, all right, Caleb. No, that this was uh no, this was good. This was good. I think this was a good way to to start our our shipbuilding uh podcast. Uh, so thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> yeah. Th- hey, thanks for thanks for interviewing with me. Yeah. You know, thanks for being willing to continue to build our relationship to push each other. Yeah, and grow for sure. And- you know, yeah. mess with a guy, mess with me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So, so last question. So, where can listen, okay? Yeah, where can listeners connect with you online? Um, I'm probably most active online on Facebook and Instagram. You know, Facebook is where I'll do a lot of my, you know, day to day stuff, or I'm I'm posting a lot of stuff for my work. Gotcha. You know, I'm, I'm, I network a lot on Facebook and actually LinkedIn. That's okay. where I'm like, and then Instagram's where you more see kind of the, the five things that you know, like I do because I love, and that's like it's all it's always something with real estate or basketball or my wife, or uh, and occasionally like you know, something with uh, me reading or learning or um, you know finances, money, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's more where you'll get kind of the personal side of it. Okay. But I do a lot. I mean, the, Facebook and Instagram are probably the most, you know, LinkedIn's in there too. Gotcha. So what, what's your, what's your handle for people to look you up? So my, my name is Caleb Carlson. That's easy to find on Facebook. You know, if you know Coop, you should be able to find me that way too. <laughs> my handle is Caleb C. Carlson on IG. I mean, I got to look. I don't have, I don't have the, I don't have the chiseled dad bod brand. Hey, hey, chill, 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 chill. chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Caleb, Caleb C. Carlson is my handle on uh, my handle on Instagram. I mean, yeah. So I'm just you know looking at my feed. It's basketball, basketball, basketball. My wife, my buddy, real estate, basketball. My wife, real estate. My wife, my wife. Like that's it's boring. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, but no that's worries. me. No worries. Yeah. No worries. No worries. All right, man. Well, this this was great. Um, I don't got nothing else to add. You got anything? No, uh, thanks for listening. Once again, the goal of this podcast is, you know, we're, we're talking about the importance of building relationships to push yourself to be a better person in multiple different categories, you know, uh, philanthropy, uh, personal growth, finances, investing, uh, whether you want to be a better dad, husband, you know, just a better person in general. Like it's for us, for us, we've both found that it comes down to your ability to create relationships and uh, to have your cup filled by other people and then to fill other people's cups. Yep, exactly. So that's a, that's a big thing of what we'll be talking about. Okay. So just, just to preface that again. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to episode one of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Have a blessed week. Have a great week. Thanks, Coop. Yep. Thanks, Caleb. Bye.